Hi, I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bad Boys Podcast, Mukbang Edition. Did I get that right, Tony? The which edition? Mukbang. Mukbang? <laughs> We're all going to eat while we podcast. That's right. I'm having some jerky tonight, and I hope you don't mind, but it's a thing now. We got, a little, we got a little yeah. late start. You got to eat your dinner, but you got home from work. Oh, I got home, bad. man. Have me some... So you've got you got the jerky going on. What muck are you banging, Harley? Hey, yeah, there you go. I I finished my three beers and my my granola trail mix hours ago. So. Beautiful. Nice. That's a fucking. I'm not that's anything tonight. You're not banging anything. <laughs> yeah. What did you mukbang this evening, Tony? I mukbanged a pile of a pre workout. What's that? I banged a pile of pre workout. Hell yeah. Big uh, fucking protein that. shake or some shit. <laughs> nope, just pre workout. Did you eat that pull up bar he made your bitch? <laughs> I used the pull up bar to snort it up. Yeah. Because because art is curious, what is in your pre workout? <laughs> That's right. You answer it now because, yeah, it's going to piss them off right now. <laughs> you don't tell them. Uh, the, the one that I had for tonight just it may, mainly had uh, – uh, beta hydroxybutyrate ketones, uh, caffeine, um, and uh, actually this one didn't have creatine, so it was mostly just caffeine. That's all I really need. Is that good enough for you, Art? Huh? Is that okay? Is that acceptable? It's sponsored by uh, what the fuck? Uh, what's the thing you do, Tony? Fucking the keto. Keto. Yeah, yeah. No, the CrossFit. 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 Oh right, CrossFit. <laughs> Shit. That didn't take long enough to. Oh, by Andrew. the way, we're going to have to take a break. And... For Cujo? No, Cujo's now serious. I'm going to have to get a pen because my pen is gone, and I'm responsible for keeping track of this. And... Might as well do it now. We haven't even introduced ourselves. I was just going to when he... I was going to right when he was going to leave. <laughs> get a pen, Harley. I'm your host, Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. I'm Harley, a.k.a. Marcus Burnett, the one who doesn't have a pen upstairs. All right, now go, because right, I'm Tony, a.k.a. MCP. Well, Harley goes grab a pen. You are listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. We're about to randomly rant on all things movies. Episode four zero nine is upon us. Actually, today, today, if you today, Tony, today, today, Junior. What is today's date? Today is a is a cleaner, isn't it? What do you mean the cleaner? Isn't there a four hundred nine cleaner, like a spray, like a degreaser? Yeah, it's a. It's a Beach Boys tune as well. The Formula 409. Wow, you guys took it that way, huh? You guys took it. Okay. All right. That, that'll work. Yeah. 409 Beach Boys song. I was, and I'm going to bring it back to wrestling like I always do. Amy's probably laughing right now at me. She can hear me because I always bring it back to wrestling. She's probably rolling her eyes in bed right now. Um, it's 619 Day. Ray Mysterio. San Diego declared it 619 Day today for Ray Mysterio. Oh, 619. Oh, I got you. Yeah. 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 Booyaka, booyaka. 619. Is 619 still San Diego's area code? Oh, so he's got that tattooed all over his body. Yeah, well, it's but it still could have changed, right? It um, only changed in some areas. It's still part of San Diego County in some yeah. degree. Yeah. I mean, when I moved to San Diego, I think North County was 619, and it changed to 760, So, which I assume it still is. You guys are still 760. Yeah, it's still. 
I feel if I can say it, it's not. It doesn't come off as rude if I sound like I'm eating. So <laughs> you have to say mukbang as you chew your food. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not rude because I got mouthful of food. <laughs> you know, it's like a part of it. <laughs> uh, that's great. Mukbang. Um, like I was saying. Yeah, I think. Um, I think there's still six one nine. Yeah. But there's a six one nine, the and then it split to eight five eight, and now there's like a four four two, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, four four two. We have that number. My my phone starts with four four two. Actually, they ran out of all those numbers. Seven six zero eight five eight. They had to start with four four two now. Mm-hmm. That's always fun when I tell a customer the area code. They always write that first. I go, wait, that's the area code. Uh-huh. My yeah. Area code 619 and 858 are California telephone area codes that was split from 714 on November 5th, 1982. The area code used to cover the southern half of the city of San Diego and its eastern and southern suburbs. Area code 619 was the first new area code in California since 707 was added in 1959. First to be added nationwide since area code 804 was split off from 703 in 1973 and the second code dated to 1966. That's it. That's all I got. Hear music. <laughs> He's gonna fucking read the rest of this goddamn Wikipedia article. Oh, uh, uh, you are. <laughs> well, there you go. Hope that answered your question. <laughs> I read it as fast as I could. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Good afternoon or good evening, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> and good night. Is it not dark outside where you at? What's going uh, on? Well, we, you got to remember, if, you know, I'm way up in the northern hemisphere. Um, so I think to yesterday or tomorrow or a couple days from now is the longest day yep. where the sun sets like at nine forty-five. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, actually the sun sets just recently. And now that we moved out to Lake Shastina where we're out in the desert, where we actually see the sunsets rather than living in the Canyon where we don't see the sunsets. Um, yeah, well, the sunset does set like at nine thirty or nine forty <laughs> here. So. Um, All I heard was sunset, it, sunset, 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 sunset. Yeah, sunset, sunset. Am I cutting out? Do we got? No, issues? it's just you said sunset so many Seven, times, <laughs> Seven thousand times. So, so anyways, so uh, uh, what was the question? Yeah, the sun has bang. The sun went down. Okay. <laughs> oh shit! Are we talk about movies today? We right? could. Yeah. If you'd like to, we could talk about movies. There's probably other things we could talk about, too. Sure. Uh, we'll always find some. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the population of uh, chickens have gone down up there where you live up north there. That it, it is, it's, been a, it's been a steady decline. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only since you got your surgery. No, the guy that like, continues to joke and then gets mad at me. Did you hear that? <laughs> no, no, no. The craze of chickens and then uh, this fucking guy. Like bitch, why continue the You're making fun of yourself. No, 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 so I'm not upset. So you know. No, 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 I'm not upset. I know what it. He's did upset actually, that they're running out. It got me yeah. thinking. I feel like Sunset. we almost have to address the the um <laughs> like my drug problem. No, no, no. <laughs> we need an intervention for Harley and his chicken yeah, problem. For my for my chicken fucking ways and Tony's <laughs> drug problems and. And now Fonzo uh, muck, oh, muck, muck, I can, I can, muck, <laughs> muck raping. What is it called? Muck banging? <laughs> muck, muck gang bang? No, that's what you muck rape chicken. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
chicken. He's too, he, he can't he can't eat, see it the same way. Uh, um, no. So, okay. So, so picture this real quick. Famous chickens, right? So we're around the corner, right? We're hit, we're sitting down with Harley. Intervention. He walks in. We got Colonel Sanders sitting in one room <laughs> in one section of the table. We got Foghorn Leghorn <laughs> just shaking his head, looking at Harley. Boy, boy, boy! I tell you, I tell you. Who else do we got, Tony? Who else do we got? We got Gonzo. Sometimes he's confused by to, by a chicken, right? People you know, they confuse him. Oh, there's got to be other famous chickens. Is that it? I'm sure there's others, but I can't think of them. I probably. Ate them or fucked them, so who knows? Click. No, so they just throw it up. and Harley oh, slam dunks it. You know, uh-huh. the the. So I was gonna say the the comments, the messages on the Facebook thing. So you do um, read them uh, for the most part. I'm pretty good about. I'm actually, I think, a couple of days behind as we speak, and and I apologize to that. Okay. Um, so we just tag your name, so cause I think you only read what when your name's on there. No, I don't. I don't get tagged or anything. I just have to scroll through it. Um, okay. So it takes a lot of time off your busy schedule, doesn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but anyways, my point is, there's so much funny shit on it that I feel like sometimes we should at least dress some of the better jokes or the interesting comments or, you know, like I. Chris, because now that Chris is, she's she's in it too, you know, mm-hmm. and she's actually better about checking it than I am. She was like, "Wait, so is Reed and Art construction workers?" <laughs> she's like, <laughs> so, so I was like, "No, I think I think Art's an engineer on a train," and she's like, "Well, what the fuck is he building a children's thing for?" And I was oh. like. I don't know. I don't fucking know what the fuck's going on. I just, you know, I just fuck chickens for a living. Like, give me a break. So... <laughs> oh god. So I feel like Art needs to clarify what what he was building the the children's. Uh, for his kids in his backyard. That's a huge back backyard. What is is his backyard a national park? Hey, he's got a huge backyard. He's got a big dick. All right, let's leave it at that. Huh? Okay, fair enough. So that, I'll yeah. I'll make sure Chris gets the answer to that because she was slightly confused. Just tell her Reed's got a big deck. Big deck. He's <laughs> got a big back a big backyard. A lot of junk in the trunk. Like what? No, I think Reed's backyard is actually relatively small. I think his backyard is all of New Zealand. To be honest, you post those pictures. He's always at some. You know. Well, maybe, but you know. I just love when he calls you Reed here. It's like, yeah. Pretty good. We get that action. We can tell it's you, Reed. We, we got it. Or Tony knows. To like, Tony sees the car. It's like, hey, Reed. So we're like, oh, let's play Reed's message. Hey, Reed here. <laughs> I love it. Don't know Donald doesn't go. Hey, the guys, one El Salvadorian. Yeah, Donald's fucking Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Hey, guys. Uh, Dollars across the board. Dollars. <laughs> I was just gonna say, Art, you can suck my dick. You ain't gonna win, right? He's always mad at Art, you know. And Art always calls in on that. Art's like, "Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, bad boys? Your boy Art from Cali. Fuck Tony. Here's my picks. <laughs> Pretty much. Right? Well, no, he gave us. I thought I accidentally clicked play. That's what I was like, oh shit. You wait. Yeah, thought you were playing this right now. Yeah, I thought I was playing his video. There's a voice right now. It's like shit. <laughs> See, pretty good, huh? I yeah. think I nailed everybody, right? That's pretty good. The son of a bitch gave uh gave everybody a top ten reasons to hate us or some shit. That's right. I never got one of those. 
Well, that's because you're his favorite <laughs> host. <laughs> With so much viscosity in your voice, Harley. So much viscosity. <laughs> oh, shit. Hatred, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck was I? I was uh, last week. Is that... Oh, yeah, I guess I can talk. Well, that's probably a weekend, huh? Last Friday. I was in Fallbrook, and they had a Panda Express. I asked one of the coworkers, were you going to go to lunch? said Panda. I was like, no fucking way. Oh. I take a picture. Awesome. Yeah, Sorry, man. I was calling you, man. I was trying to figure out what I could eat in there. You didn't pick up. Left me oh. hanging. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't remember my phone ringing at all. Yeah. What so time What time of day was like, it? Everything under low, Everything under 100. I was like, yep, I'll take that, that, and that. Never are there, are there no, dozens of Panda Expresses in San Diego County? Well, this is, a, I mean, not, it, it's, that's a relatively new. It's not that new, but, I mean, for me, I've been there a while, but it's relatively new. But yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot of them everywhere, right, Tony? Yeah, there's a one, two, three, four, five, like one around the like, like between ten and fifteen in San Diego yeah. County at least. Oh, okay. So there is a baker's dozen down there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like for me, my see, see, I can I can empathize with Tony. I know. I, oh, for me, it was Fat Burger. Oh, okay. For me, it was Fat Burger. That I could eat at Fat Burger every day if if I could afford it, and my fucking liver wouldn't kill me or my kidneys or some shit just from all the red meat. Yeah. But I loved me some motherfucking fat burger. But coincidentally, the whole time I was down there, the closest fat burger was down in PB. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking drive all the way down to PB for a fat burger or fucking Los Angeles. Thank you very much. So, and then they opened that one fat burger up in Escondildo. And so we, we went to that one once or twice. I think we went that one to three of us. Fonzo, Tony, and we or not Tony, you weren't there. <laughs> it was Fonzo and, 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 and we ate the the double king, which they gave me. They took pictures of Donaldo and me because we ate the big cheeseburger or whatever the fuck. Oh, um, the triple king. The, oh, was it a triple king? Because I was gonna yeah. say I was I was eating. You guys, made the, you guys made the fucking board, remember? Yeah, that's right. Well, but the thing was, I was eating double kings like ten years before that. Oh yeah. You know? down in Van Nuys when I'd go visit my dad when I was a teenager. So so double king, triple king, it's all it's just <laughs> shit. What's one more king, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, um, and I do. I miss Fat Burger. But ironically, a couple of years ago, Chris and I went out to Lake Tahoe and they had a Fat Burger in one of the casinos. And I was like, it like made my day. We saw Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and it was a, it was a great evening. And uh, we got to eat at Fat Burger. And I remember sitting down at Fat Burger in this like casino, and I was like, I, I was disappointed. I felt like I had this like air, like, oh my god, Fat Burger, it's the greatest thing ever. And then all of a sudden, I ate it. And I was like, it's just a fucking big cheeseburger. Like, so I was kind of let down. And that was the last time I ate at Fat Burger. Oh no, that's not true. The last time I ate at Fat Burger was when we went down there and we flew into L.A. and we got the rental car. So I think we went to Christmas. Or uh, Disneyland, we ate a fat burger. Okay, because now there's cool a bunch story, of them down there in bro. LA. I mean, that's like yeah. a fucking huge. Well, LA has just they have Tommy's, they have fucking Astro yeah, yeah, Burger, yeah. they have all Tommy's. Yeah, they got a bunch of them. I, my dad they took me to Tommy's when I was a teenager. Yeah. Art, your take, fat burger, Tommy's. What's okay. your favorite sort of Los go. Angeles based? Yeah, cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Reed had a question for us on the messenger. I don't give a fuck about Reed. I'm trying to make friends oh. with Art now. Oh, you want to give Brent? Okay, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. 
Well, we should get to Reed's question before we. Uh... You want to answer that now, or? Yeah, yeah. Throw out Reed's question. I'm all, right. all good. Tony, you got it, or no? Okay. <laughs> all right, we'll get to Tony's. Or we'll, we'll get to we'll Reed's get to questions second. later. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Tony, or Fonzo, you went to the movies this weekend. Oh, you want me to go first? I'll do that. Yeah. Then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for Father's Day, all I wanted was to take the family to go see Incredibles too. Um, I uh, start off in the morning editing my YouTube video, which I get to later on in the weekend. Um, I like my mic's low. Hold on. Here we go. Okay. And then, um, and then, uh, um, so I just lounged around, wanted to watch some, some, uh, it was like, it was like, chill. Like, what would you like for breakfast? What do you want? You know, just whatever you do, whatever, you, whatever you want. It's your day. Like, I just want to chill, watch some Voltron, maybe, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I just want some wrestling or whatever, you know? So, but I think, but for sure, I want to take all of us to go see Incredibles 2. So then we kind of waited, waited, we lounged around. We're like, well, we're not going to make it to this show, and let's go to this show. So finally, I'm like, hey, are we going to go or not? She's like, yes, that's what you wanted, let's do it. So for the 510 showing, we, we start leaving the house around 4.30, get to the theater 4, 4, like 4.30, 9, 4.40. We're in line to buy tickets for the 510, and while we're in line, it sells out. <laughs> wow! Like oh shit! The four, not four, a big surprise. The sold out. Yeah, not but a it, big it, surprise. Like, exactly. That's why I was. That's why I was bringing this up. Um. Mm-hmm. So then we get like, well, what do we do? We're here. Should we get a ticket to the next one? I'm like, well, might as well. We're here. So we get tickets to the six ten showing. We get our tickets. We walk into theater, and mind you, we chose this one, the Regal in San Marcos, because it's not luxury seating and it wouldn't be so goddamn expensive, you know. Mm-hmm. But it still is, but not as expensive. So, and I had, you know, two free uh, Regal tickets. But, of course, I forgot them at home. So, then we go inside the theater. They had that little barricade with those. What are those fucking things called? Those black thick barricades that you can pull up the little lever and they and they spring back and you bring them forward and you close them. You know, they're like dividers. Well, people they're called, you know they're called stanchions. What are they called? Stanchion. Stanchion. I just, I just literally put my ear to the microphone like I was going to hear you clearly. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> when you repeat it, I just looked into the microphone like, what's that again? Thank you. One more, you so one more time. They're called what again? Stanchion. Stanchion. Stanchions. Okay, thank you. So they had those. Stanchion. There, right? So they had a little banner. Sunset. <laughs> they had a little sign. That's at 6.15. So like, all right, I guess we're going to stand in line here for an hour. And I'm like, oh, gosh, the kids are going to fucking hate it. This is going to be brutal. There's no Especially way to then sit down for a two-hour movie after exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, There's like point. 15 million trailers before, right? So we wait a little bit, wait a little bit. Finally give the kids like, you know what? Fine. I'll give them the phone. They can all hang around there and watch it. I'm like, hey, we should probably get something to eat because they're going to, you know, at least they can eat and chill. They have some ices there and popcorn. That'll calm them down. On the, and then it was it was kind of fun what people watching because every time people came around the corner like when we went inside behind those stanchions or whatever we were the first in line so I'm looking at him like this is Comic Con level this shit's easy this is one hour pff, nothing so like behind me the line's getting longer and longer and longer it got to like this where the screen was and then it wrapped around again um, so every time like people there were like thinking like oh we'll show up back at you know 5.45 for the 6.10 show 5.50 no big deal Every time somebody came around the corner and saw where we were at, they're like, they're like, okay, cool. We're going to watch. Holy shit, that's the line? <laughs> Every time somebody came around the corner, they're all happy. Uh-huh. Like, they're, they're, we're going to watch Incredibles. Oh, my God, that line is pretty long. <laughs> so, luckily, this lady came out. The manager was making sure nobody was fucking trying to get in front of the line. Like, because we were the first in line. Like, make sure they don't fucking cut us. So, she comes up. All right, guys, in front of the line, let's go. We're going to take you over there. So, they, they led us there. Like, I'm like, fantastic. 
So we get in. They show about goddamn 15 million trailers. All right. I'm like, oh, okay, finally. Kids are still chilled. And then I'm, and then I'm going to go to the bathroom, which was fucking amazing. Mm, remember they don't first... drink enough water. That's yeah. Mazzy. Mazzy yeah. never drink, never has to so pee because she never drinks yeah. water. But they had ices and they had a big drink. So I thought they'd, you mm. know. But luckily, and then, you know, remember the first Incredible was pretty long as well. So, um, so we sit there and I'm like, okay, cool. It's about to start finally, you know? And then the Pixar short comes. On. I'm like, oh, fuck. I forgot about the Pixar short, you know? But I was like thinking, ooh, Paper Man, um, the dog one. I'm like, hey, these are good, you know? And this one was good too, didn't at this point. So, um, when you guys watch it, you guys will see it. Um, so finally it started because I remember a kid coming back up. Is this the Incredibles? When the Pixar short came on, I'm like, oh man, these kids are getting restless. Finally, the movie kicks in. Immediately, immediately starts off when the first one ends. If you guys remember how the first one ended, yep. yeah, it's been years since. Okay, well, okay, but I've seen it several times. Okay, did that make sense, Tony? <laughs> what? He said he's like he's like he's like I haven't seen it in years. He's like, but I've seen it millions of times. I know, I know. It feels like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. So then, it's okay. So it's like I said, it starts off right where the the, the last one left off. You, know, you get the mole guy, the, you, know, you get superheroes, and then uh, it just goes immediately from there. That's why Jack Jack is still a baby, um, and it, it just it just goes from there. I'm just gonna tell you right now, Tony, you gotta go fucking watch it. It's a Slater. It's so much goddamn fun. Oh, wow. But I, don't want to I heard my, I heard my name. I didn't have I my headphones on, and I, I heard know. my name. That's why I figured you were going to go away. Tony. I'm not even going to. I'm just going to. That's all I'm saying. I tried to go to the theater today so I would watch it before you gave a review, but well, I couldn't make it. But, but but since I know how much you love Pixar, yeah, I wasn't going to mention anything. But how much <laughs> I loved it, the kids loved it. They were laughing their ass off, especially a certain scene in the movie, and it's a great fucking time. So that's all I want to say. I knew you were going to leave and not listen to it. So <laughs> yeah. I just go, if you don't listen to anything, yeah. motherfucker, listen to this. I give it a Slater. Oh, shit. That was a fucking movie. Tony, dude, this is no brainer. Dude. You're going to love yeah, it. I can already it's... tell you. Like, yeah. I would have loved to take you too with to me for Father's Day because I love what you love Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, with, come with us too. <laughs> Seriously. It's interesting no, that it takes place right after the last one which even is, though yeah. the last one is like 10 years old well, or it's, whatever. Well, it's funny you say that because craig t nelson the the, the, the woman that plays the mom i forget her name. yes and, and samuel jackson come out and tell us how it's been 14 years in the making uh we appreciate your patience you know there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's, there's a lot that involved that goes to make a great story and all the all the characters at the all the in animation groups so it takes a long time but we really appreciate it. thank you and hope you enjoy the movie so they said that before just that you know just a peasy Harley, because <laughs> it's true. You're right. Like 14 years, they've been like two, three other uh, monster, like a uh, Cars movies, uh, Washington University. Oh, and Pixar. Every other Disney, movie's had yeah. a sequel. Yeah, Finding Nemo. Yeah. But the one true sequel we needed was Incredibles two. So, um, you know, I, I don't want to say anything. I'd love to like review more. You know, after everyone's seen it. So yeah. Harley, if you get the summer, the kids are off. It's Dude, definitely so one of those. We're all gonna have to watch it and talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Tony, you take Laney. You guys have a good old time. Yeah. If you don't, just leave her at the theater. Don't even bring her <laughs> back. She can't. Like, I don't see anyone that can like it. The kids were laughing. I, I looked over, and River and crew were talking and giggling and talking about certain scenes. And then I just I couldn't imagine how much they sat still, you know, especially for that long. So I think it just that just made it an even better experience that they sat there in line for an hour before than the two hour long movie. And then I was like, I was amazed, you know. 
And then we promised them a candy challenge where Amy got like five pieces of candy and put it in front of us. We're all blindfolded to guess which ones they were. So maybe that's why they stayed up too. But anyways, they had a good time. I had a great time. It's a fun, fun movie. So that leads me to Harley. He was going to mm. talk about something because Harley, Amy had asked the lady, she goes, Hey, is it because it's because she kept saying, man, who knew that Father's Day would be such a busy day for the movies? Who would have thought? Because I thought, you know, maybe it's just my idea to go to the movies as a day. Well, we're we're officially in summertime. I mean, yeah. plain and simple. So exactly. So everything movie... everything starts making big money. Same. Um, yeah. So, well, slightly segue. And you know me, I'm always interested about this kind of stuff, big picture stuff. Um, Incredibles 2, uh, Disney and Pixar's Incredible 2 delivers a massive opening weekend debut not only shattering the previous opening weekend record for an animated film, but finishing with one of the top 10 openings of all time for a film of any genre. Additionally, Warner Brothers R-rated comedy tag debuted in third position while Sony Superfly fell short of expectations. Uh, a couple, couple more sentences. With an estimated $180 million, Disney and Pixar's Incredibles 2 topped the previous opening weekend for an animated film set two years ago by Finding Dory with 135. So it didn't beat Finding Dory's 135. It embarrassed its own Disney's animated film opening opening weekend. Well, no, this is saying... um, the previous weekend opening was Finding Dory at 135. Damn. So on top of that, the film's opening weekend is the eighth largest all time, topping the 179.1 million opening for Captain American Civil War, which went on to gross over 400 million at the domestic box office. Also of note, this is more than the 174.70 opening for Disney's Beauty and the Beast, which went on to gross $500 million domestic. As far as Incredibles 2 domestic future, the A-plus on CinemaScore and an opening of this size seems to suggest a $500-plus million domestic performance is in the offing, which would make it the highest-grossing animated film of all time should it reach that number, topping Dory's 486.2. So we're probably going to see the most profitable animated film of all time. Um, the fact that it's a sequel is not a surprise. And the fact that it's a Pixar film is no surprise. Right. Um, the last pair, and this is on box office mojo. I don't want to, I don't want to take credit for this. Shout um, out they, box office mojo. Yes. Yeah, shut ups. The other thing that I find interesting is I'm going to read to you. Oh boy. The top 11 opening weekend movies of all time, domestic. Okay. You want to take a guess, Tony? No. Okay. No, it's it, no, and that's not the point. The first <laughs> one is Avengers Infinity War. Uh-huh. Okay. That's the number one opening weekend, it made $257 million. Number two, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Number three, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Number four, Jurassic World. Number five, Marvel's The Avengers. Six, Black Panther. Seven, Avengers Age of Ultron. Eight, Incredibles 2. Nine, Captain America. Ten, Beauty and the Beast. Eleven, Iron Man 3. What do nine or oh, ten? Fucking Disney, yo. Are, they're all fucking Disney. The only non-Disney movie I just read to you was Jurassic World at number yep. four. And every single one of them is based on 
previous material. It's all sequels or the only non-sequel is Black Panther, which is... But it's like... And it's... It's it's in a universe, you know, that everyone's familiar yeah. with. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, exactly. Kind of... Yeah, in the same vein. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, crazy. Disney is... It's crazy, right? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, um... And I... I... Oh, do you hit... I mean, I I will say like, where the fuck? Uh, uh, I think I watched all those in the theater. Oh, you might have. I mean, it would it would explain why those cocksuckers are making so much goddamn money. Um, oh, excuse me. Where's Han okay. Solo? Solo, a Star Wars. Star- no, that was a burp. Uh, a yuck this week, say burp before. This burp weekend. Burp. Solo, a Star Wars story, made ten million dollars for a grand total of one ninety three domestically. Foreign, it's made one hundred and forty seven, so a grand total of three hundred forty one, so almost three hundred forty two million dollars. So, is the sort of disappointment financial wise of this last Star Wars spinoff? Is that enough to slow them down with the one Star Wars movie a year? Um. I don't know. I'd be. I'm interested. Because um, yeah, Disney is taking over, man. Just yeah, wait. Seriously, it's like they're raiding some tombs or something. Oh, is that supposed to? Segway. Segway. Nailed it. Nailed it. So I uh, I made a point to watch with the girls uh, Tomb Raider. It's out on Blu-ray. Go check it out. Or don't. Um, <laughs> it's well, direct you gotta tell us. You got to tell us your review first to see if we'll check it out or not. Don't tell us direct, beforehand. Directed by uh, Roar Uthog, a Norwegian guy who's not like... known for doing anything. Um, he did some disaster film called The Wave, but that was three years ago. So it's it's interesting they brought this back. I'm I'll, I'll say this. this. Say what? I wonder if Tony saw this. I have not. Okay. No. Now, are are you guys familiar? Have you seen the previous Tomb Raider movies with yes. uh, what's her name? Oh, yes, Angelina. And are they okay? Are they any At good? The time, they I, were never, fun. I mean, they were I never. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never right. saw them. And and now, Fonzo, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, without going too off topic, you were a fan or played the video games, right? I did. A, yeah. Yeah. I was a big okay. fan of them, so they were always lying around. But the re this new remake they did, where she was a younger cross, like they just did two of them recently. The first one, I just I just played and played the shit out of it, and that was a lot of fun. It was they fun. didn't make the movie off that one. Yeah, but yeah. So so supposedly, I watched another review that was saying like this movie is like it's almost like a rip off of the video game because it's like beat for beat. Oh, no, I haven't played the video game. Yeah, I haven't played the video game, so I don't know. I you played it test. too, right, Tony? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking it's fun, huh? It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... That kind of excites me of the movie. Like, I I, I, think I don't care if it's, like, a copy. Like, the, the game was fun. It was like a so, movie. I'd love to see so, the movie. Okay, version. so I will say this. My biggest complaint about video games, or at least the single-player campaigns... I'd be curious what Art, Reed, Donaldo... Donaldo, I know you're a big gamer. Tony... 
my biggest complaint about like f- f- single player, you know, story missions is cutscenes. I am fucking tired. If I want to go to the movies, I'll go to the movies. If I want to play a video game, I'll play a video game. I don't play a video game to watch fucking hours of cutscenes. It doesn't add to the quality of the video game. This movie felt like a one hour and 58 minute long cutscene. Oh, like, aren't they all? Well, what do you mean? Like all movies? Yeah. No, absolutely not. In fact, I'm going to compare and contrast it to Pan's Labyrinth when we get to that movie. Um, this stars Alicia Kikander, or excuse me, not Kikander, Vikander. Um, she looks very athletic. She looks very imposing. They have several little action scenes at the beginning of the movie to show that she's human, that she's vulnerable, but that she's also an athlete that she's badass, right? Her father is played by uh, Dominic West, which I'm a fan of, um, but more because of The Wire, and I think that show was brilliant. Um, the bad guy is played by Walter Goggins. And yeah. Me, yes, huge fan of Walter Goggins. Go check out Vice uh, Principles. He's fucking hilarious in this. He's a very talented actor. He is garbage in this movie. No. His his character isn't even his character isn't even introduced until like an hour into the movie and he's he's kind of channeling what's his name from apocalypse now um i I can never think of the actor's name um um uh what's the bad guy in apocalypse now um uh from uh, the godfather films i can't think of his name um marlon brando Marlon Brando, thank you. He's trying to like channel Marlon Brando's Apocalypse Now, where he talks very slow, very methodic, and almost like he's high. Like he's like super downplayed, and he's like he's sweating all the time, and is like he's you know he's, hmm. he's sweat through his clothes, and he's you don't understand what it's like. Like he's like he like. I'm telling you, man, I'm sure the filmmaker was like, okay, Walter Goggins, super talented, do Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now, right? And he tries to do it, but it just, and he's in the movie for like 15, 20 minutes screen time, and it's fucking terrible. And so there's absolutely no threat from the villain. Mm-hmm. And, and so it automatically, like, because I'm like, okay, well, who's the villain in this movie? And then, oh, okay, we're finally introduced to Walter Goggins' character. And so now the movie sort of has a point, kind of, so to speak. Um, the The plot revolves around her father is has been missing for seven years. Her father's Dominic West. And he is a, a billionaire businessman. And he's he did some scientific research. And then all of a sudden he went missing seven years later because he's missing she is entitled to his estate but she doesn't want to admit that he's dead to inherit the estate so she's trying to like go at life by herself but she's kind of failing at it like any 20 some year old would in the city you know she's like a, a a bicycle delivery lady and 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 but she's a croft you know what i mean right. so it really kind of like brings her down to earth and everybody respects her character and and the first 20 minutes of the film is cool because you're like you're get you're developing these characters you 
kind of know that Dominic West's character is going to come back up. The writing is on the wall because they didn't say like, well, here's his body. He's dead. No, he's been missing for seven years and only Laura is unwilling to admit that he's dead and she's going to find him. God damn it. If it's the last thing she does. So the movie is filled with all these like bad cliches, right? That maybe makes a decent video game. Like, you know, the special effects have gotten so good with video games. Like, I don't, this is a better video game than the movie. And that's unfortunately my fault. That's exactly where I'm getting at because the movie is boring as all hell. It's mm-hmm. like the action. Really? The trailer shows a lot of action and everything. And oh, like the movie. Up and... The movie's like an hour, and so the movie's an hour and fifty-eight minutes, and the yeah. movie an hour and forty-five minutes of mediocre action. Oh, like it is. It is the cutscenes of like jump here to grab the arm of said person, jump here before the helicopter falls off the building. Tap this button as fast as you can to fight off said bad guy. It just feels like a video game when you're watching it. And so for that, it's actually probably... It's, it's, it's a game from like the 1980s? Like, fuck, that sounds rather old. It's done well enough in that regards. There's nothing terrible about it. Like, I mean, it's a little long. You know, and and all the supporting actors are completely throwaway, and the bad guys completely disposable. And but Alicia Vikander, like she's from a physical standpoint, like it, I feel like she did a lot of her own stunts. Probably, like she physically looks the part. She's a beautiful young woman, and her acting wasn't bad. I would say it was totally serviceable. Um, but you never feel empathy for her, and you never sort of like are afraid that she's going to die. Um, there's one comedic character played by Daniel Wu, which is uh, a young actor I'm not familiar with, although he's in Warcraft. So, Lainey, paying Uh-oh. attention. Uh-oh. Um, and he's genuinely charismatic in the film, but he's not used very much. He's kind of like a little sidekick for a little, a, a little, a short period of time. Um, but he's he's a charismatic character, um, but he's the only one. Everybody else is henchmen for the bad guy, which are completely disposable, and you know. So um, without going on and on, I'm sorry. Um, even I will say this: even Mazzy and Anna kept tuning out every time the plot would move along with dialogue. They'd start interrupting it. They'd start talking over it, and I'd be like, "Hey, shh! I'm trying to listen to the movie." You know what I mean? But it was boring. Now, the action scenes are entertaining enough for a teenager or a 10-year-old to watch and be entertained by, and they'd probably even give it a dollar. But for the 38-year-old old man Martin over here, it gets a waste of time. Mm. That would be a waste of time. You know, crew would probably like it, you know? Nice to be um, Fortnite. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> like you said, you'd rather play a game. You said it's better playing a game. I would, I would, I, I would be interested in playing this game. You know, it's probably I, a fun. You probably get a game of Slater. Well, I might at least give it a dollar. And I, unfortunately, I was torn. Like the first half of the movie, I was like, yeah, all right, that's cool. Yeah. And then it was going on. I was like, I'm going to forget every scene in this. 
you know, and then, and like I said, mm. the big one for me, right. there's no, the bad guy is completely unmenacing. Okay. The, the good person, you're never in fear for their life yeah. or anything like that. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Unfortunately, it's, right. it just wasn't, uh, now, wasn't. Tony, did that tarnish your, you, did you had any interest in watching it? Or you just, I did have interest like, in watching it. Okay. Wasn't sure if you wanted that to tarnish the memory of the game because you liked it so much. I, I don't. I don't work like that. <laughs> he doesn't. You mean he doesn't listen to my He's reviews? Program like that. Phoned <laughs> off. Yeah. No. No. I mean, yeah, like, I, this is the movie. That's the game. The game is still good, regardless of what the movie does. So. Sure. I just thought maybe Harley would steer you away from watching him. Oh, oh he did. It. I'm. I'm saying he did. I'm not watching the movie. Okay. So it it did not do well financially. It did not. It did not. It domestically, it only made fifty-seven million dollars on a hundred million dollar budget. It did well foreign. It made two hundred million dollars foreign. So, I mean, ultimately, it probably made money, but it really set it up for a sequel. I mean, it tried to set it up for fucking Tomb Raider Part Ten kind of thing, um, which I feel like all the movies these days are kind of doing, and that always kind of like I always feel like eh, that was kind of cheap. Like, mm-hmm. make a movie on its own. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing if you're going to fucking be Back to the Future or Matrix and literally set it up for a trilogy. Uh, I, I get that. But just to like, like, oh, we got to include that little. If that you're going to little... set up, like, have a story in mind. Don't just exactly. set it up. Let's see if this does well. And then we're invent a story to tack on to the end of it. No, and that's fuck exactly that. what this movie did. Fuck and that's that. exactly what a lot of movies are doing these days, which frustrates me. It yeah. feels, it feels cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if we have a surprise hit on our hands, we can make a sequel because it's in the movie. You know, it's like, I don't fucking care. I know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cynic. So, but that's it. I'm done. Can't talk anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. But that's it, right? Nobody else saw anything else? Nope. I, re- I revisited Lionheart. The Blu-ray is coming out. I was going to a signing. Thought I'd revisit it. Has ever, have you guys ever seen this? I did a long time ago. Okay. Tony? Mm, doesn't sound familiar. Okay. Um. Yeah, me and Frankie and Funny Up and Aldo quote this movie till this day. Um. And, yeah, Van Damme. The French Legion, his brother's a drug dealer, gets killed. He wants to help him out. His family, he left behind, his brother left behind a, his wife and his niece, played by Ashley Johnson. It's tied back to video games, who voices Ellie in Last of Us, which is another fantastic game, which I'll give us later. And, um, yeah, he escapes the army and comes to New York to get some money to help him out. He wants to fly to L.A., um, runs into Harrison Page, who's just this great, fast-talking, fucking willing-dealing guy who uh, helps him on his way. He becomes a street fighter because he's really good at fighting. Starts making money, and he's more of a street fighter in this movie than he is in the actual Street Fighter movie where he played Kyle. <laughs> like he's actually a street fighter in this. Yeah, he fights like you know, like uh, a Capoeira guy in a pool in Malibu, and he fights uh, um, a Scottish fighter in like an underground parking lot garage and uh, it's full on fucking Street Fighter action man it's cool you know and um, funny enough the guy that plays Tong Po Michelle Kissy he's one of the French Legion officers that's after him which I had no idea I had no idea that was him that's crazy that blew my mind when I found that out earlier in the week um, 
but yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a classic Van Damme movie. You got some cheesy lines and, and what's smart, even the director was smart enough to say, and he even said it too. He's like, Van Damme's not an actor, you know, he's a fighter and he's a pretty boy and he looks good and, you know, he's got muscles and that's it. You put him around talent, you know, they can cover, they can handle all the heavy weight, the heavy lifting, all the good acting, you know, and you just have him do his roundhouse kicks and, you know, and, and it, and it totally works and it makes sense because he hardly says anything in the movie, you know, everybody else talks most of the time and it's, it's, it's fucking work. So Lionheart's just always been fun. The classic for me, I had it on VHS back in the day as well as the double impact, which funny enough, the, the director directed that same movie as well. And, uh, yeah, they're both just fun. I just love action movies. Watch them now. I realize how, like, especially now the days of like Jackie Chan and like Tony Jaw and Eco from the raid, like Van Damme fights very slow. In his movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> except for Bloodsport, he was really quick in Bloodsport. You know, mm-hmm. maybe a little more kickboxer, but in, when it, in his older days, when he was like a little bit bigger, you know, like in Bloodsport, kickboxer has like the same frame. You know, mm-hmm. like skinny mm-hmm. buff, and the older, he, the older he got, he's a little bit bigger. Um, maybe that's why he's a little bit slower. I mean, he said do the splits like he always does in every goddamn movie. Well, I think, cakes, but... I think it's relatively easy just to speed up the, you know, the filming. They could have, but he didn't do. You know, he like blocks somebody, they'll hold him for a little bit and punches yeah. him. And it's like, my God, man, anybody would move away or kick you while that's happening. But man, as a kid, I eat that shit up, man. I love martial arts movies. So, Lionheart's oh, yeah. a dollar for me for sure. Cool. I'd buy that for a dollar. So cool. I think we can get going with the movie homeworks. Unless Tony's got some tuning of the band. All right. Okay, we chose to know what's going to talk. <laughs> I'm just going to silent. Sorry, I was you looking up. Uh... Mukbang. Mukbang. Speaking of which, I'm going to mukbang right now. Uh oh. Go ahead. Mute yourself first. Talk about the homework since I picked it. Right. That's how it works. (laughs) Just (laughs) condescending over here. Go fuck yourself. I mean, mean, hey, I mean, you you know, you you want Tony talk? Or is that Tony talk? Uh, No, no, that's all. Well, yeah, Tony. Uh, The movie was a good time, but it wasn't. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh! You might be like the missus. Ooh. Chris, uh, Chris had a hard time grinding through it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did have an issue with the the levels of the score. <laughs> like every time the scene would come by with the score, it was like super loud. I had to kept kept having to turn it down, even though I liked the score. I kept having to turn it <laughs> That's down. That's funny. It was super loud. So, um, I so I feel like um, after Robert. Pat Pattinson, which I didn't even know the kid was British. Um, after his his Twilight franchise, um, I feel like he said, I, "I want people to think of me as a real actor." So he's done a these Twilight movies. Yeah, exactly. So it, you know, he's done a bunch of like really small indie films, and um, last year he did this one, and it's written and directed by brothers i'll butcher their name benny safty and josh safty um josh safty playing his brother ironically in this movie nick and it is a day and the evening of of robert pattinson's um 
Connie is his name. Although I don't think anybody actually calls him by his real name in the movie. Um, so the, the, the IMDb synopsis is after a heist goes awry, a bank robber spends a night trying to free his mentally handicapped brother from being sent to Rikers Island prison. So um, the movie starts off introducing you to uh, Benny Safdie, the co-director, uh, his character, and that he's he's got some sort of mental disability. He, he doesn't seem autistic. He seems like mentally retarded or something, um, low IQ kind of thing. And then you're introduced to his brother, played by Robert Pattinson, which is essentially he's on screen the entire movie and uh they rob a bank together and um all goes well for the most part until it doesn't and then the then the evening continues to spiral out of control and um and it did that you know spiraling out of control evening in in some ways pretty predictable but for me, it succeeded in what it was trying to do, and that was leave you from scene to scene very unsettled and very, like, you couldn't figure out where it's going to go. Like, crazy characters introduced, you know, like the old woman that he comes into the, to, that lets him in, you know, and then the teenage girl, and it's like... And then, of course, the the guy who fucking uh, spoiler alert jumped out of a car. <laughs> like, there's a bunch <laughs> of like really sort of crazy characters, and I feel like all the performances are really good from from these crazy characters. And I continually kept like being entertained by the insanity that was going on, and so um, I actually I, I actually enjoyed it for the most part. Tony? Uh, yeah, I think um, I think it's a good showcase of Pattinson in an acting role that's not <laughs> his typical, you know, what everybody's typecasted him into. I thought yeah. he did a good job of it. And, like, I was watching the movie, and I didn't even think that it was Robert Patton- Pattinson. I, I, it, I was... It's high praise. You know why? Sorry to interrupt, but Tony's seen every Twilight movie. Exactly. So, so I know. Knows, I know that character. Twilight and resident. It's our Twilight expert. Exactly. And so that's the thing. Like I didn't even see. I I, I just saw Connie. Like I just saw this 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 yeah. low life guy who's running his brother into the ground, and he's running everybody he meets. He ruins their life. Like he ruins. Yeah. Them. You yeah, it's know? like a superhero. That's a superpower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he just was this skeevy, sketchy guy. And um, I, I th- it, it worked. Like, I bought it. Like, I, and so, um, but it, but like Carly said, it's, it's, it's one of those that just makes you feel gross. You know, like, I, I don't feel good, <laughs> you know, watching him, um, manipulate people and like get away with shit. And he just looks so dirty and greasy. I'm just like, ah, God, man. You know, I felt bad for the brother. And so there was kind of a payoff at the end. Spoiler alert. Um, so I was, I was okay with how it ended. Um, and it, 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 even though I felt gross watching it, it was kind of enthralling to see this kid spiral, you know, and just, 
and just kind of infect everything that he touches. And it was kind of entertaining. So I'm actually kind of right there with you. You guys ever play Grand Theft Auto? Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys ever get five stars? <laughs> uh, it's happened a few times, but not many. You, yeah, it doesn't no. last for long. When the I just did it for shits one, one time. You, but What's that? I did it for shits one time, but no, I never... And you and you know how like like how hard your heart was pumping when you had five stars and you right yeah away. everybody's right. chasing you yeah that's what it felt like watching the movie <laughs> it felt like I, every time he's gonna you know he's getting away some shit's happening then there's another and another then it'll be yeah. some time where you can like okay you can breathe and catch up and calm down again you know but every time you take off in a video game you're like oh my gosh I'm like can I get away like even if you're if you had five stars for five minutes you're thinking oh my god I can I can get away with this you know but there's like fifty million cops behind you and two helicopters you ain't going nowhere but that's what it felt like this movie it was crazy like our pass was okay you know the only thing i was hoping was wondering maybe like what if they would have gotten an actor that was like actually from new york or had that accent you know what i mean just maybe just i was thinking like would have been more fit because he was okay you know he was bad at me but he did fit that like like you're saying to me he's skeevy and just grimy just a fucking dirtbag you know yeah um but his accent would kind of like his you know him Kind of accent would would still kind of come through. It almost reminded me of Jolly Johnny Lee Miller and Hackers. He always had this weird cadence how he spoke. Mm, you know, huh. I didn't realize till later on when he was, I saw Training Spotting that I realized he was Scottish. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense now why he was talking so weird in Hackers. You know, so in this one it was just kind of a little bit throwing me off a little bit. But I mean, I never I never noticed it. But oh. I'm not I'm not arguing with you that it wasn't there. I just yeah. No, yeah, no, it just yeah, it just kind of it, it wasn't all the time. It's just a little bit. But I was kind of thinking like, what if like because like that guy Necro like when he's speaking to me, he's got yo motherfucker dude, this fucking. You know, he's like, well, New York, fucking you know? bro. He's like, um, fucking yeah, bro. He's like, open the fucking door, man. You know, I'm thinking, okay, that's, like, <laughs> that's a New Yorker, you know? Like, if I, like, you know, somebody else be, like, even the other guy, the guy that was with him, you know? He's like, come on, man, just fucking let me, you know? They all sounded like, they all sounded legit, you know? So, mm. it's just a, my own little gripe. I mean, other, other than that, you know, I was having a good time, even though there was a bunch of bio shit going on. I love the lighting. Reminded me of, like, a Dario movie. It was, like, really cool, the use of lighting, like, for some reason, everywhere they were um, had cool lighting, you know, whether it was inside a house or, of course, in the amusement park. But yeah, the amusement you know, park. Kind of well, and, and the score was good too. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, so the score was the big thing for me, where I was like, it was a actor in the film. It was a character that made you feel just sort of constantly uneasy. You're just constantly like, ugh. And it's like I love the. The, the slight, we always make the joke, artsy-fartsy, you know, where the filmmakers are, like, doing the big pan over where the the cars are driving down the street. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, assume it's, I assume it's all shot with drones these days because it's cheap enough to do it that way. But with the music, it felt a, a little, uh, dare I say, drive-ish, you know, where a lot oh, of the scenes oh, with the movie and that the sort of electronic score is going on. So... Um, it kind of brought me back to that a little bit, but, sure. um, but, um, other than the, like my only issue with that was the score was overpowering volume wise. Hmm, I kept, funny. I kept, I kept having a trend. Well, I had like hard, uh, well, you are in Dolby Atmos 7.5 thousand gigawatts going through your house. <laughs> Great Scott. So come on. Yeah. So, um, but I, I ended up liking it and I think, so Chris um, did it, huh? 
you know, Chris was bored to tears. She didn't care for it. Wow. Um, uh, you know, I don't think our significant others were, are, are going to, you know, unless maybe you're a huge Pattinson fan, maybe you'd, you'd, uh, you'd like to sit there. He, you know, he's throughout dirt. He's in it the entire time. You he's know, dirty, it was, though. he's not sparkly, you know? Well, he's Chris not, was like, really. yeah, he's not sparkly. Chris was like, that's not him. And I was like, I'm telling you, that's him. She's like, no, that's not him. Maybe he's in the movie later. And I'm like, woman, that's him. <laughs> and, then like, and then like 30 seconds later, she's like, there he is. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, he's literally wearing the exact same outfit that he was in the scene where you said it wasn't him. God, that would have been an awesome conversation. We sitting he's there just, watching that. It going was down. like his. Like his hood came down, and all yeah. of a sudden oh, it was him. Was to pull your hair out. <laughs> so yeah. it was funny, but um, um, yeah, like Tony, I I think Tony, you kind of nail it on the head. I think he, he's, you know, the filmmakers, however they know him or whatever, you know, they got him, and they got Jennifer Jason Lee too, which looked like she was wearing a mask. <laughs> like she looked terrible she looked like she had a bunch of plastic surgery done i don't know if maybe that's her in real life or they they made her look terrible i don't remember her looking that terrible in the hateful eight and that was just recently i think she um, had she had a big black eye she's all beat remember yeah no i do now but in this one her face looked like swollen i mean it's essentially a cameo so um but uh yeah, I liked it, and I would, you know, for for the kind of people that listen to the podcast, I w- I would definitely recommend it to them. So yeah, I'd give it a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, like I said before, I'm right there with you. I'd buy that for a dollar. Uh, yeah, make unanimous dollars. Well, I'd buy that for a dollar. Damn. Dude, Tony fucked me up because he was like, you know, good time. Mm-hmm. That wasn't yeah. a good time. Uh, well, I mean, neither of them had a good time throughout this fucking movie. You know what I'm no, saying? No. That's right. Well, I especially I, I really like the scene. You know, I, I won't go spoiler when, when him and um, Ray are in the uh, the security guards' apartment. And they have that little dialogue between each other about, you know, sort of like who you are as a human being. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it's cool. Whatever. It's like, it's you. And then as soon as the next scene happened, I was like, oh, this is going to happen. And sure enough, it happened. And I was like, he's shit faced. You know, that's going to, you know, that was, that was a good payoff. That was tight screen screenwriting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, fe- I felt like that was effective. And like Tony, you pointed out, like he just fucking destroys everybody that he comes into contact with. Um, although he's not a villain in the movie. Like he's not, he's not just like shooting people dead in the streets to get from point A to point B. Like he's, he's manipulating people. He's lying to them. What about security? But guard? he's not like, hurting people directly you know what i mean he literally is just i'm trying to get that money but i I think that's the point of the movie i think that's the point of the movie that even though you aren't directly affecting people you're still a bad guy even though if it's just bumping people with your elbow and you knock people over as you're trying to save your brother you're still a bad guy you know like i think that was the point is he a bad guy (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but ask the security guard if he's not a bad guy. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, no shit. Well, that was like the scene at the end kind of thing where that solidified him as a bad guy. Did you not see him a with a year old yeah, exactly. I didn't want to well, bring that he, up, but thank you. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. You, you fucking, we had to go well, there. Well, Tony, Tony, your wife was Tony, your wife I never said I was a good guy. All right? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Say hello to the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he is sort of, you sort of empathize with him a little bit, especially because his oh, brother no. is mentally disabled. Yeah, oh, see, I, I felt a little empathy for him. Oh, of course you do, you chicken fucker. <laughs> no, no, would, okay. I but I think the movie did, does it, does it, did it on purpose. Because he's, not... he's he has charisma. And so you kind of want to cheer him on because his brother, you feel like yeah, his brother absolutely. needs him. He's, t- he's taking care of his brother. But then, then as soon as he turns on that charisma, he turns on that 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 sinister side of it, and he manipulates people. And you're like, yeah. you know, maybe he's not that great, but I still kind of want you to go and rescue your brother. And then, it, you know, it's like the, the movie's always kind of playing with that balance. Um, uh-huh. That's that's part of part of. And I think that's a makes that, it. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. I think that yes. that shows yes. the talent of the movie. I agree. Uh-huh. Do so you think any of our listeners are gonna understand the talent? Well, I don't. I don't really care because I have to go get a pen. So, wait. I thought you got a pen before. I know. What the fuck? What the fuck were you muck banging around for? Seriously, dude. Fonzo introduced himself ten seconds after he told me to go get a pen. It takes yeah, me a good. Point. Point. I gotta go all the way downstairs. Go get from it. The... Well, tell Cujo to bring it. Pen. What are you doing? Tell Say Cujo, for. fetch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you left. I think so. Wait, where'd you go? No, I'm still there. <laughs> Hold on. I'll be right back. All right. Run, Forrest, run! I got a pen, and it works. <laughs> Is it a pineapple apple pen? Oh, it's no. a. Uh... It's some pen from Chris's work. All right, so Harley, could you do us the honors and tell us where we at point wise? Oh boy! So if you guys remember, Reed had a runaway Green Mile certified Slater, and we oh, all yeah. gave it, and we all gave it Slater. So he scored what was it like six, seven points, seven points in one fucking movie. Which put him all the way up to 17. Donaldo's in a distance 9 because he got 0 points for Green Mile and only 1 point for Thoroughbreds. And Art last week only got 1 point for Thoroughbreds and uh, 2 points for for Green Mile. So he is in at 7. So... Um, and we only have one more week. The championship is will be concluded next week. That'll be uh, week number six. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, Reed. I, I don't. I don't see how Reed could fuck this up that bad to to lose the championship. Because um, um, I think he'll be smart enough to you know give give a couple dollars, so he'll get a couple points. You know, he'll probably think Tony gave it a waste of time, or maybe I gave it a waste of time. But, 
two of you are going to give it a dollar. Two of us are going to give it a dollar. So Reed will score a couple points this week for sure. Um, Donaldo Art might go three for three, you know. Um, but I think everybody's going to go like two for three. Um, so I, I don't think the points are going to change huge. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Reed has a commanding lead. And uh, the Kiwi has done it um, so far. So, um, so yeah, why don't you go with Reed first since he's uh, he's in the lead? Hey, bad boys, Reed here. With mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm glad he clarified who that was. Clarified who that was. Yeah, did you guys got that? Okay. Yes. Got okay. It. Good time this week. I was thinking. Uh, have you ever been to a cinema screening and uh, it's been a promotional uh, screening of some sort for a radio station or what have you? Um, and they've been giving away uh, prizes and things that have resulted in a good time. Uh, just interested to know. Anyway... All right, let's pause it right there. Let's answer that question, because that was a question you asked on Messenger. No. No. Not true, Tony. You were at Comic-Con. Yeah, I didn't win a prize. Attack the Block? What did I win? T-shirt. Oh, what? I did? Yeah, with all the characters' names on it. Nope, don't remember. What the fuck? You have that shirt. Attack the Block. Well, there was characters on the brick wall. Remember, they're all names in graffiti. Oh, I remember shirt. that. Yeah, I remember the t-shirt. I don't remember winning it. You didn't win it, but the, you know, it's kind of like you won it, right? You got How? it, you went there, you got a promotional. It just came with, like, I just got it for free as part of the screening. Yeah. I don't see that myself as winning something. Yeah, you didn't do anything to get it other than show up. Oh, so that's not, that doesn't count then. Right. Well, I don't know. What was Reed? What was his thing again? Did motherfucker, just... think you listen? Well, this motherfucker. Reed here. It's my question. <laughs> did you hear what he said, goddammit? Well, like, did you get any? I don't know if he said, like, you had to win it. Well, look, in, to, like... look in, in the, in the um, Facebook message group, he says, have you ever been to a promotional screening of a film in which you've won a prize? I won a teddy bear at a screening of Jurassic Park and some Hulk hands at a screening of Hulk. So, by that, it seems to imply that it's a winning something, not just you get it because you show up. Got it right and got him. Yeah. Okay. Because I was thinking of like the year next mask we got, you know, Comic Con, but we didn't answer anything. I'll, I'll say I had one. When I went to see uh, anniversary screening for the movie Scream, they were all asking us questions and asked, what was one of the lines Matthew Lillard said in the movie Scream? And I said, uh, um, it, was a, it was a line, from, you know, he's like, uh, hey, I'm going to get a drink. Anybody want something? He's like, yeah. He's like, I'll be right back. You know, you never say that. I got a Fright Fest t-shirt. I won that t-shirt. That's cool. Yeah, that's legit. That's, that's exactly what he'd be referencing. Yeah, but I can't remember if that's if that was true or not. No, <laughs> Wait, yeah. you can't remember if that actually <laughs> happened? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that was one. Um, yeah, the other ones are from Comic Con, and we just gotten stuff for free, you know. 
And they've done contests where, you know, like, hey, you know, you win something, but we never. I think that's the only one time I can think of winning something. And then most of the time, like I said, when we go to screen, you get that free T-shirt, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Reed, you're the big winner. You've gotten more stuff than we have. Mm-hmm. I think he used this question just to show off. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, oh, he oh. just want to brag well, does about he his say? Does Reed, he... yeah. Just want to show off for a second. <laughs> do whatever you want hey he is a champ and he's gonna be the champ so he, he's gonna be the champ I mean uh, he's, gonna be, he's gonna be a gloating a lot more in a second here, so. uh, good time this week I That's the question, think really. Harley's gonna give it a waste of time oh uh, I think Tony is gonna give it a pile of shit Oh, no, you better not double down, motherfucker. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I think Fonzo's going to give it a waste of time. Son of a bitch! Uh, You said there's no way he's going to get anything. He said piles of shit and dollar, or zero, zero, zero. What the hell is happening right now? Reed is very bipolar. And then... (laughs) Let's see, does he explain it? It's a slater. Wait, what? Uh, oh, I, I, think, think I think he's starting about Pan's Labyrinth. What, what, what? Oh. oh, shit. And I think Fonzo's going to give it a waste of time. Uh, haven't seen it, but there we go. Oh, I was just funny he said that. And I was just going to ask. Oh, I was just going to ask it. him if he had seen it. But he won't answer me because he's this we're recording. And he's not here right <laughs> Good, good observation. <laughs> just said when I put my ear to the microphone to hear you come exactly loud and clear. You're coming in loud and clear, by the way, Cody. Just, just for the <laughs> good. All right, who's next? I feel like he would probably have been able to predict you, a little better if he. Had no, you know it. what it is. You know what it is. It's Reed fucking showing off again. That showboat motherfucker. He said, "You know mm. what? I'm gonna get guess he's all wrong, and still win." And still win. That's what he's doing right now. He's you like sandbagging. Son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. You cocky son of sandbagging son of a bitch. I... That's what he's doing. Think about Might it. Be... Think about it. Huh? Might be onto something. I'm telling you. Reed, can you confirm or deny? Hey, Reed, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. You know. As we His labyrinth. Come on. Fans Wait, no, 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 we, we got to do Donaldo and Arthur. Thank <laughs> you. Who gives a shit about the other yeah, contestants? Man, they've already lost. I, mean, I thought we already did. My bad. I'm, just, I'm fucking around. Let's go. Let's hear it. Who, who do you want? D or A? Uh, you pick. Going off bad voice. What's up? Happy Father's Day to all of you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, hope you had a good day. Um, yes, sir. Hope Fonzo, you enjoyed the Money in the Bank pay per view. So yeah, a little bit. Uh, I really hope I get more than one point. Well, you were if you step so, it up a little. There it goes. Good time. Um, interesting because in the movie it looks like they're not having a good time. No, so, hey now. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Fonzo give it a dollar. Oh. Point. Tony and Harley will give it a waste of time. Mm. Mm. One point. Mm-hmm. And... 
right. So he's up to 10, which is still seven points down. But with fucking Breed acting like a fool, he might just lose it. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that city combo. You had no good for dog for you. Ran up in here and acted a damn fool. <laughs> oh man! All right, Art, come on, Art, you got this. It's time to catch up. Hey, what's up, bad boys? This is your homeboy Art calling him in with this week's picks. But first, I want to give a big prop to Tony and his oh, lovely wife, Lainey Lana. Uh, yeah, because they tried out Payway after I've been bugging them for a long time, and I know. Orange, uh, <laughs> they like the orange chicken from Pan Express. That obviously holds a, a special place in the heart. But they tried it. They didn't like it. Uh, obviously, they have a bad taste. But, hey, they tried it. So, anyways, here we go with this week's picks. Harley picked the homework, and he picked good times. Good time. They get a chance to see it. I've had it for a while. haven't seen it. It looks pretty cool. I'm going to say Harley gave it a dollar. Since Lonzo gave it a dollar. Ooh. And, as always, MCP, the tricky one, I'll say he, he gave it a dollar. Damn. Oh, oh, damn. Damn. Bonus point. Take that. That ties, that ties him with Tony. Or with the <laughs> at 10 what? points. Oh, shit. Hadouken. On to... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep, yep. <sighs> yeah, you have that combo breaker sound, Tony. Where is that, man? You just fucking tied it up. Oh, the combo breaker. I need some Madukin, some Tiger Uppercut. Man, look at that. Just And just like that. The man sorting his ass off now. That was good. Well, really good. I, I think Reed is the one who needs to be sweating his ass off. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one who could potentially be... Can you imagine if that... If that could... It would be a huge can't... upset. Yeah, definitely. But can it happen? Anything's possible. I love it. That's why. Because you know I mean, why, we still Harley? have we still have three movies to review. That's basically. right, exactly. And the person that wins has the most points at the end of the game. At the end, Tony? usually, usually wins. Is that right, Tony? Right. See, F and A, Cotton. F and A. Are you ready to see? See these fools can get some more points. Let's do it. Two thousand six, Pan's Labyrinth. Shows extra credit. No, Watts hadn't seen it. Our boy, writer-director Guillermo del Toro. We're all fans of Guillermo in the podcast. Safe to say, right? Yeah, I, I think he's a talented filmmaker. I'm not one of those, you know, I'm not one of those guys that thinks he can do no wrong. Okay. Um, so, um, but he's definitely a talented filmmaker, without a doubt. Yeah. He's very entertaining in panels, as we've experienced live. Right, Tony? Mm, yes, yes. And in the... Oof, you read that synopsis, Tony, because I'm going to fuck up that word. Oof, all right. Um, <laughs> and, Thank you. Uh-huh. Phalangist? In the muck-buying Spain of yeah. 1944. There you go. Yeah. The bookish young stepdaughter of a sadistic <laughs> army officer escapes into an eerie but captivating fantasy world. Yeah. Tony, when was the last time you saw this? Dude, it's been a while. Yeah, right? Same here. Yeah. 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 So what was your take rewatching it? I forgot how dark this thing gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. Good, it gets pretty intense. Uh-huh. Um, but I realized that I 
didn't remember how um, similar it is into the whole sucker punch type of thing where, oh. you know what I mean? And I was mm-hmm. like, I wonder if that's going to affect, you know, how other people see it. Because, I mean, I, I, I still enjoy it. I still enjoyed it, even though it had that, you know, well, I guess I like that kind of thing. Right. Um, where, you know, most of the film is in an escape of uh, of a certain character. Mm-hmm. But are 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 you? Can, we can spoil this movie. This came out in two thousand six. Yeah, Lainey was yeah, five okay. years old when this came out, so yeah, okay. <laughs> definitely spoil it. Um, um, so we can spoil the the shit out of this film. Um, Tony, are spoiler you, alert? Just in case people haven't seen. Yeah, it. yeah. Spoiler alert. alert. Um, what are you referring to, Tony? Hit the spoiler alert before Tony says anything. The following may spoil the movie for your poor sensitive ass. You've been warned. Um, the entire movie where, or the, the parts of the movie that are fantastical mm-hmm. are in her head. You mean like escapes into an eerie but captivating fantasy world? Right, like it and it's not IMDb. Right, but it's 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 not escape physically; is escape mentally, and that's the trick. Is that this wasn't like I didn't remember that it was a mental escape. I thought this was like an actual like this was a real thing. Like these were very real um, fairies, and there was an actual labyrinth, and there was actually you know magic. Oh, see, I, I see. I, I the second I started watching it. I knew, and I didn't remember anything really, to be honest with you. I saw it like when it first came out, like on DVD or shit. I mean, it's been 10 years since I saw this movie. The second I started watching it, especially after I watched it, or especially after I read the plot synopsis, I was like, yeah, she's fucking fantasizing. She's just daydreaming. This whole world is based in reality and it's very dark and it's very, I mean, you got to remember in 1944, World War II, I mean, this is a gross time in human history. She is a, she's doing everything she can to escape because there's no other humans around when she sees all this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a big hint and a half for your ass. So I, I almost want maybe I don't know that um, Del Toro was trying to lead people on into believing that it was real. The first scene when the insect crawls out and the insect is still around after she leaves, because guess what? There's other humans around when she sees it. Touche. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is what led me into it. I was like, hey, look, okay. it's it's there. And so it sets the stage to where you can follow that path. Um, and I think part of me wanted to follow it just because I'd rather... I, I like plots that have real monsters versus oh it's all in her fucking head you know well, half half movie the movie was in her head monster it's her fucking stepfather mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but half the mo- like half the screen time was of stuff that wasn't real yeah so so now you have to like okay well what makes it worth it that it was on the screen the visuals fucking monster artist is it's amazing his character design and the the monster mm-hmm. design it's just awesome to see 
So that's got a visual appeal, you know, to see that on the screen. Um, but in terms of yeah, well, plot, you know, and, and driving the, the, the plot, the story, it didn't have much. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a good point. Um, the, you know what, you know what it, it felt like when I was watching the movie, I was like, this is how you do a fucking villain, right? This bad guy, the movie's not even two hours long. The bad guy, Sergi Lopez, playing uh, the character, his name is Vidal. Vidal. He is on the screen as much as Ophelia is. Like, he, he's a main character. And I feel like that is what filmmakers have gotten away from. They like, they need to make movies relatively short, and they have to, but there has to be a bad guy, because every good movie has a good and a bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. But we want to sell whoever, you know, is the main actor. We have to sell their performance. We have to sell them, you know. And so the bad guy always gets sort of, you know, a quarter of the screen time. And in this movie, he gets like half. Think of the great good guy, bad guy films. Look at the Heats or the original Batmans. I mean... Jack is on screen for like how long? Like half the fucking movie? Like it's not a you know it's not a you know it's not a cameo, you know. Right. And then you know, and earlier that day I watched you know Tomb Raider, where a really talented actor got six minutes of screen time in an hour and forty five minutes, you know. And I just felt like that. It, this is for me that was the big thing about this movie that left me really satisfied was. They invested all this time and energy in this bad guy, and he progressively gets more and more vicious, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, sort of cutthroat. And you, his character really evolves into, well, you know, just you know. And so that I would argue it was, was it, it was more of a he didn't evolve evolve into it. He was always that bad. He just correct. let it and he just let it out yeah. more and more. Yes, you know? yes, yeah. No, absolutely. And um, so for me, that was a big, you know, part of the film that I that I found satisfying was just sort of watching his character, <laughs> you know, and just be this brutal character. And then this young girl who's so innocent, and naive, you know, and 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 then watching her go through the motions, kind of thing, and her her naive mom, and you know, and so. Um, a lot of the characters felt very real, very believable, especially given the time when the film came out. Um, the whole Civil War thing going on in the background is 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 very um, plausible, so to speak. And um, but, like you said, the, you know, the the draw for this film is the visual, is is the 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 set design, the art, the special effects, the makeup, the prosthetics. You know, um, Doug Jones playing uh, Fawn or Fauno. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, is... Is that your brother, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's really the strength of the film, I think. Um, but it's it's not trying to be anything more. You know, I would I, I think maybe that was Tony's point was. Yeah, uh, I was interested. Yeah, I was reading a quote from Guillermo about the ending too. Um, people were saying it was bittersweet. 
Mm-hmm. So although audiences yeah. have interpreted the film's bittersweet ending as everything from a religious metaphor to a psychological allegory, Guillermo del Toro offers a simpler but more poetic explanation. I always think of that beautiful quote by Soren Kierkegaard that says, The tyrant's reign ends with his death, but the martyr's reign starts with his death. I think that is mm-hmm. the essence of the movie. It's about living forever by choosing how you die. Oh my, oof, okay. So, yeah, I mean, her, I, and I, well, you I know, liked what they did with her at the end there, too. Um, I, 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 I get it, Fonzo. Because mm-hmm. uh, in the movie, um, at the end, he says, you know, the bad guy, he gives up his son. And he says, hey, tell my son that my wife's like, no, fuck you. We're not telling your son anything. And then they shoot him. So he, not only did he die, but his legacy, his story, no one's going to hear about him. Mm-hmm. You're done. That little girl, they're going to tell stories about her forever. You know, and that's yeah, you know, right. Her immortality comes from her sacrifice, her martyrdom sure. um, and her death mm-hmm. and allowing that story to to become legend so yeah totally get it that's cool yeah and just some funny other little quick things i was reading too i was going through them um it said uh i can't find it said bjork was so affected by this film that after seeing it she went home and wrote the song Hmm. um uh, it took five hours for doug jones to get into the pale man costume once he was in it he had to look out of the nose holes to see where he was going yeah, they, well, and they do obviously pure visual effects with his legs. They're not, um, they're they're like grasshopper legs. Um, so, but I loved. Um, does Doug Jones do the voice of of the character too? Oh, I don't. Well, I was reading that too. Actually, good question. Oh, yes. yeah. Doug Jones was the only American on set and the only one who didn't speak Spanish. But Doug Jones had to memorize not only his own lines in Spanish, a language he does not speak, but also Ivana Becquero's lines. So he knew when to speak his next line. The servos and the headpiece that made the facial expressions and ears move were so loud he often couldn't hear her speak her lines. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he was his voice too. It says, yeah. Yeah, that cool. doesn't quite answer that. Not that um, one, not the fun though, yeah. Yeah, because the the voice maybe it yeah, was just was, like yeah. pitched down or something. It felt it felt almost edited kind of thing. Um, you were like this, Harley. Guillermo del Toro repeatedly said no to Hollywood producers, in spite of being offered double the budget, provided the film was made in English. He didn't want any compromise to the storyline to suit the market needs. Cool. So that was another thing. I watched this movie and I sat down and I totally forgot that it was <laughs> that it was in Spanish. And it was interesting is. Um, I I started to watch it, and I th- said, "Mazzy, you can watch it with us," because I and I think I even looked up the parental. Yeah, I looked up the parental guide on IMDb, and it mm-hmm. wasn't like anything sexual or anything. So I was like, "All right, Mazzy can watch it." You know, this probably some violence, but fuck, I, I let her watch Logan. You know, Jesus Christ, yeah, can't exactly. be that right. So that's what kind of horrible parent I am. So, um, so she's watching it, and all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, that's right. The entire movie's in fucking Spanish, and she can't read subtitles that fast. I mean, I can barely read the goddamn subtitles that <laughs> fast. It, they buzz along so fast. So, so Anna started reading them to her out loud. 
Because in some movies where there's subtitles, we'll we'll let we'll do that, or we'll take turns, or we'll we'll kind of do that with Mazzy, but not for full on foreign films. And so I I literally paused the movie and I said, Anna, I appreciate what you're doing, but we cannot read this movie to Mazzy. It's an entire the entire films in Spanish. And I said, Mazzy, you don't have to watch it, but you're not gonna. A lot of it's not going to make sense. She sat and watched the entire film. It that's how compelling it is from a visual standpoint. I mean, cool. we 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 would explain a little this and that, you know, because she was like, "Wait, why is he there?" or something like that. And we we would explain, but we weren't reading it, and she was perfectly entertained watching the entire movie. Nice. You know what I mean? Nice. Not being not being able to fucking know the dialogue. You know, and we were, so we stopped, we, you know, in between things, it's like, so she has to do three tests. She's a princess and she has to pass these three things. And, and she's, wait, I'm confused. What's with this big frog? And I'm like, the test is to get a key from the frog. Okay. You know what I mean? So we're mm-hmm. kind of explaining it to her, but she literally has to watch the movie from, with just the score, but the performances are so good. They're so compelling. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's so visually, um, you know, engaging as opposed to we, you know, again, earlier that day, we're watching a brand new Hollywood action flick and she's totally tuned out. You know what I mean? She's right. interrupting it. You know what I mean? I thought, man, talk about contrast between a filmmaker and his vision and getting to see it through, you know. And it's it's not like it's like fucking Transformers and special effects and shit. You know what I mean? Right. It's just this fucking tall guy in a fucking weird suit. You know, <laughs> this creepy voice and this little girl and then this. You know. Yeah. So um, no, if, I I can see why this is a cult classic for a lot of people, especially the Guillermo del Toro fans. For me, it gets a really high dollar. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know that it has the replayability for me to justify a Slater. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't, I wouldn't fault anybody for giving it a Slater if it tickled their fancy that much. Right. So, but yeah. for me, it's a, a, a super high dollar. Okay. I mean, the Fawn's legs were not computer generated. Guillermo the Tour created a special system in which the actor's legs puppeteer the Fawn's fake ones. The actor's hmm. legs were later digitally removed. Oh, uh, okay. So there you go. And also, it's, it has been said that for the fairy eating scene, Doug Jones had to bite condoms filled with fake blood. <laughs> I was like, oh. That scene was like, oof. Well, and then the, the character at the food and his hands and the eyeballs, and he oh, pushes the hands. So oh, yeah. oh, yeah. There's the whole visual, which is funny because it there's such a childlike aura to the film the main character is is such a young girl she's you know she's daydreaming this it's a fantasy world but it's a rated r flick and then it gets it continually gets more and more rated r when her stepdad you know shows why it's rated r you know what i mean so it's really an interesting you know i'm sure you know any other filmmaker this would be pg-13 and it would be very you know sort of um uh, uh, what the fuck is the? Yeah, it'd be you know just like so many of these other you know, family friendly fantasy Tame. movies kind of thing. 
But he was like, no, fuck that. I'm going to make this a hard R with blood and all that good shit. So Exactly. So props to props to Del Toro for sure. Yeah, it gets my dollar. It, it's it's a damn good watch. And it was actually cool to watch it without subtitles as long as I tried. <laughs> you know, to listen. I was like, oh, I know this Spanish. I was like, wait, this isn't Mexican Spanish. <laughs> this is... They have those um, mm-hmm. those second person yeah like grammar. I'm like, oh shit, what does that mean? <laughs> how did how are they using that? It took a little. Is while. it that unique enough, or it's kind of hard it, to follow? It it gonna like just like it's like a glitch in my hearing. I'm like, I already have you know, and I'm not fluent as I'd like to be. But then they yeah. throw the weird grammatical things that they have in Spain and the the lisp that they throw in there, um, and it just. It's just like glitches. It's like, uh, what What did you just say? It's interesting because Del Toro is not Spanish. He's Mexican. Mm-hmm. And but he so wanted to make he... it authentic. No, that's awesome. No, yeah. two, point, two points for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think he... Oh, I know. There's another thing that said, he said about the translating. Hmm. I think it said he did. Uh, the English subtitles were translated and written by Guillermo himself. He no longer trusts translators after... Having encountered problems with his previous subtitled movies. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I I was taken back again. I remember the first time I watched it, rewatching it, and going, "Yeah, this is I exactly." Remember being the the stepfather being such a damn prickin' evil ass villain, and then her escaping into this other world. It's like it was almost like a video game trying to solve puzzles and getting these keys. And and uh, it's taken back to the time I remember. Going, yeah, dude, this this guy. See, there's. You know, there's film directors and there's film directors that create these wonderful stories. I actually want to create something unique, like with Shape of Water and Paz yeah. uh, Labyrinth. You know what I mean? That um, that have a you know have a vision, and uh, you know we should be lucky that he was able to was able to make this. Even though some people were like, "What? This doesn't make sense." And it's subtitled. You know, I'm sure he got a lot of push. You know? Oh, he's, I'm sure. But he stuck to his guns, and I kind of really appreciate that. Um, just and they, I mean, the effects alone, like. Like, you know, he's always got Doug Jones with him, which is great. You know, that poor guy, he, like, everybody doesn't recognize him. They only recognize his characters. He's got that, you know, that's that, um, that sleek figure is that, uh, works perfect for creating these monsters. But, um, they're, they're a good team. Even with Hellboy, when you look at the creatures working Hellboy, it's cool that he loves monsters. He's, you know, that he wants to bring them to life and do practical effects. And, you know, when CG's needed, it's needed. It, you know, he'll use sure. it. But, but uh, just the character design is in this beautiful story, and it was cool to like see it and to hear it in Spanish, and was thinking like, "Wow, this is different. This is unique." Like we're you know moving the theater. I think at the time that it came out, you know, and it's uh, it's and it's subtitled. It's like, oh, okay, like you know, more power to him. I thought that was great. So I was just, I was just having a good time again watching, even though there's some scenes that are just like, whoa, um, they are really out there, but you know, it's nothing I haven't seen that's not you know what I mean <laughs> um, but yeah to me I it's very close to being a Slater it's very close again um, just because it was such a far along part that I, I don't know why I hadn't gone back to it so, you know I thought I think if it was really Slater I would have gone back sooner but since I didn't right at at this point I'm going to have to give it a high dollar but it's very close to being a Slater buy that for a dollar and in a way it's not trying to be a Slater you know what I mean? In a way, he's trying to make a smaller genre film 
with you know throwback to the old days where we used practical we you know they used practical effects and and you know character and bad guys were developed instead of just sort of you know you know just sort of you know second thought or whatever you know mm-hmm. um but actually you know the the bad guy is just as is just a character is is the 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 good person um and so but he's not trying to make you know the next avengers film or or the next godfather film he's just trying to make this you know fantasy little genre film for for families with older kids <laughs> yeah so. pretty much and yeah. there's like the, like we talked last week about film versus movie and as a film, as a piece of art, it's fucking amazing. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's right up there. It's, yeah, it's got a Slater for being an art film for sure. Yeah, uh, but for sure. It, re- yeah, replayability, that. like Fonzo was saying, I'm like, I don't know if I can go back to it all that often. Yeah. Well, and it is so dark. It is so heavy. It's yeah. not, you know, and, and the ending, I, I will say, I don't have any problems with the ending. The ending feels, feels good. It, it does, you know, considering what the film is and, and, you know, what it's trying to be. Um, I have absolutely no problems with the endings. It's sad. Don't get me wrong. Um, but so is her existence. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? And so, um, I mean, ironically, her stepfather, not only is he a monster, he doesn't want anything to do with a daughter. He wants a boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, I'm sure that that was part of the screenplay. The fact that, the main character is a girl and he desperately wants a boy. And so, mm. um, you know, um, I like that. I think that's, I think that's good filmmaking. So, so there you go. Dollars across the board, huh? Let's yep. see what Absolutely. Yeah, let's see. This Labyrinth. I have a sneaky suspicion mm. that Harley's going to put aside his hatred of subtitles and he's going to give this a Slater mm. I think Tony's going to give it a dollar and I think Fonzo is going to give it a Slater mm. and, I know uh, I wanted to read them so. uh, knowing that it's uh, Father's Day the day that you're recording this is funnily enough not Father's Day here I don't know why our Father's Day's sometime in September. But uh, anyway, I will be your daddy's on the score sheet. Aren't, um, Bad boys aren't, aren't, uh, aren't New Zealanders attached and not born? So is there really fathers there? I mean, I guess there are, even if you're hatched, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Reed. That's what you get for scoring one point this week, you fucking terrible game player, you. Oh, come, oh, come you scored on. One point. How are you gloating last week and praising him and, and then now look at you? Now listen to me. Well, because he did so well. He certified Slater's across the board for Green Miles. Seven points. He's... He, 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 brings, he brings me up here and then he brings me down. He disappoints. I'm... Yeah. I don't know. Labyrinth, great movie. Um, I think all of you will give it a dollar. 
yeah, those are my picks, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's Father's Day again. Bad boys for me. Fucking D, dude. That puts you up to 13 points, my friend. So, only, he's only five points behind Reed. Dang. No way. Five? Yeah, and he just scored four points this week. So imagine if, imagine whatever the fuck comes next week. Extra credit, which was brought to you by Fonzo, who picked one of my all-time favorites, Pan's Labyrinth. I fucking love this movie. Uh, the time you guys invited me on, I told you guys I love this movie. So I think Fonzo picked it because of that. It's but exactly for sure, know. it's a certified Slater doubling down from my man Fonzo. I venture to say, since I got nothing to lose, a certified Slater doubling down on Harley. And as always, fucking Tony. I don't know if he'll give this a certified Slater because I don't know how well he understands Spanish. He has to fucking lose the subtitles. So I'm going to say he gave it a dollar. So those are this week's picks. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, right now is the World Cup. Mexico with the major upset of Harley Martin's homeland, freaking Germany. I know he's pissed off, but you know, oh, over shit. Harley Coast, cheer for England. So uh, mm-hmm. hope you guys have a good show. Take care, and I'll catch you guys later. Thank you, guys. Thank you, and happy Father's Day to you and to Reed. And to know maybe you got some seeds around somewhere. I don't know who knows, but maybe. <laughs> Is that the joke you used to put Harley? Uh, what joke? I'm sorry. Oh, about how about the Northern Tony having kids as well. Together. Oh, yeah, together yeah, because they're Mexicans and they probably have kids around. And, right. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, my yeah. favorite joke was uh, when Lady said Happy Father's Day to Tony and his heart stopped. <laughs> yeah, fucking that was hilarious. That was good. <laughs> oh man, oh man, ah, they're gonna hate me because I. They all thought I was going to give a Slater, and they're, they're, yeah. they're, they have every right to think that, too. I was so close. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. Where are we at now? Yeah. Where are we at? Well, so correct me if I'm wrong, but Art ends up losing a point in total. Because oh, he because got, of the double downs. He would have got one point for Tony's dollar. But then he got negative two points for doubling down and not getting Slater. So that would lead him with negative one, right? Yep. So now he scored three points last round with good times. But then he loses a point, so he's down to nine. So, yeah. I mean, he could still beat Donaldo. Of course, Donaldo just came with the Thunder with the dollars across the mm-hmm. board. So, um, you know. I don't know. Um, I, a lot of it depends on what you know. Next week, are they are they potential sliders or piles of shit? You know, um, you know we don't pick movies that we know we're going to hate. Mm-hmm. You know, so that it's almost never a gamble to uh, for a pile of shit. You know, every once I mean, in a while, happen, yeah. When- yeah. It just it just doesn't happen that often. So right. unfortunately, we make it difficult for them. You know, we have, to, we have to review the room or some shit one of these days. <laughs> yeah, but I like the room. 
Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. Well, uh, for my assignment this week, I'm, I did a search on the podcast. I'm pretty sure none of you have seen it. Creep from 2014. Yeah, I saw that. P- Patrick, you saw the movie or you... You're, like, it's you're on actually... Netflix. So you already saw it. Fuck. Yeah, the guy answers some Craigslist ad or some shit. Yeah. Damn. I don't think like... I finished it though. That's, I didn't talk about it though, did I? Right, I didn't I've see never... it. I don't think I finished it then. I mean, mm-hmm. I started it, but I didn't finish it. Because well, there's a creep too, yeah. Right. Just yeah, seems like a good sure. one for homework. Okay. Oh, because I'm a creep. Yeah, you've never talked about that. And it's so short. Yeah. Still on Netflix, right? I hope so. So I'm going to pick a movie um, that was based on a Philip K. Dick story. I don't know if you're familiar with the the writer, Philip K. Dick. He did a lot of science fiction. Total Recall. Yeah. No, that's not the movie. I'm picking. No, no, I'm saying he did totally. Yeah, yeah. All right, correct. In fact, Tony Alfonso, you might have a problem with this. Oh boy. Um, because the the short story that the movie is based upon is called the Adjustment Team. Oh so, shit! 2011. <laughs> oh. Matt Damon, Emily Blunt. You talk about never giving out a pile of shit, man. This is going to be easy week. The Adjustment Bureau. I remember seeing this movie years ago and really liking it. I thought, wow, this was a neat movie. And then I never went back to see it. And uh, I think Emily Blunt's career has, has, has done well since this movie. Um, obviously Matt Damon has gone on and made a few films since. Um, so yeah, 2011, the Adjustment Bureau is a movie starring Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, and Lisa Thorson. The affair between a politician and a contemporary dancer is affected by mysterious forces keeping the lovers apart. I'm telling you, I saw it on a whim and I was like, yo, this is a neat movie. So watch oh, it with man. the watch it with the missus. Man, please. What do you mean, please? Please. I'm trying to bore her too? Get all mad at me. She's- oh shit, I saw hereditary. Oh, this fucking guy. I forgot to talk about that. You're worse than me, yo. Oh, man. No, you talked about it last week. I know. Did I? Yeah. Okay. Dude, you are smoking crack, dude. <laughs> dude, literally... I just got off fucking war game straight here. I know. Like, that's he literally just outbursted. Yo, I saw Hereditary. I, I was thinking, like, wait a minute. Because when you said watching the missus, that's when I watched it with her. That's, that's what reminded me of it. Yeah, you talked about that. You smoked yourself retarded. You have smoked yourself retarded. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, there you go. We got Creep and another Creep in a movie. Fucking Adjustment Bureau. There you go. Sounds good to me. Yes. So how was your Father's Day, Harlan? Well, I was chill, man. Yeah? Brec- breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Woo! Sir, sir, tell me. Look at you, like a fucking yeah. pig. Well, the 15-year-old, she's actually a pretty decent cook, so nice. that worked out well. Nice. So, yeah, no, I had it really nice. Um, typically, traditionally, um, uh, Father's Day is about me going on a motorcycle ride all day. Mm-hmm. So 
but this this year I decided that I thought it'd be a good idea if the four of us spend it together as a family kind of thing. Anna is um, it's summer break, obviously, and Anna is in this uh, upward bound program at the local community college where Chris works, where it prepares high school kids for the college experience. So she, right now she's actually in a dorm. She's in a dorm four days a week for the next six weeks. And um, and she was actually her first day was Father's Day. We had to bring her in there at four o'clock. She's been there ever since. But um, it's a good experience for her. But I thought, you know what? This would be nice. Why don't all four of us go up to one of the local lakes and we'll go for like a little hike, just a little walk around one of the lakes. And so um, Anna made breakfast, potatoes, eggs, um, some salsa. Um, <laughs> here's a funny one. So I, do they have Winco's down there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we do a lot of, we used to do a lot of shopping at Winco because there's one down in Reading. Well, Chris is a big salsa junkie. She loves salsa. She puts salsa on all her foods. And we found this like generic brand of salsa that we get at Winco. And it's cheap. It's like, like, it's like a dollar 75 for a jar or something. Like it's cheap salsa and we like it. What's the name of it? So there's, it's like a no name, no brand. It literally says fucking salsa on it or some shit. Mm. Um, (laughs) salsa. Yeah. It literally. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I could, uh, I could go get a jar. I'll take a picture of it. I'll take a picture of it. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Put on the messenger. Put on the messenger. Yeah. So, so fucking get this right. So, but we got to go down to Winco. Winco's like down in Reading. It's like a two-hour drive. So we don't want to go all the way down to fucking Winco for some goddamn salsa, right? Well, a couple weeks ago, uh, there's a grocery outlet here in Weed. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Um. And they sell like overstock food or, or food that's getting close to the expiration date, you know? And so I turn the corner and what do I see but a pallet of our favorite Winco brand salsa? And I was like, oh shit. So I bought up and it was cheap too. It was like a buck, buck 25, buck 50 a jar. Oh, it's Winco brand? Fuck. you said Winco brand. I'm pretty sure I've had it. Maybe, maybe. So, um, so I buy like eight jars of it, right? Oh shit! Yeah, God eight damn. jars. Yes. But that's not crazy. It's like twenty bucks worth of salsa, <laughs> or, or it was like uh, you know, it was like sixteen bucks. Eight jars. You know, I figured it last because we go through like a jar a week. We were going through it a lot. So then we go down to Winco like a week later, and it ain't there anymore. And it's not out of stock. They've removed it from the shelves. And there's three. There's a medium, a mild, and a hot. And we always get the medium. All three, And typically one of them is out of stock or they're low on stock because it's a cheap salsa, right? But if you look at the ingredients, it's all, there's no like additives. It's literally like tomatoes, peppers, like onions. Like there's no other filler items. There's no weird, you know... Um, you know, it's like just good old fashioned fucking plain Jane salsa. So we're grocery shopping it, and and I tell Chris, I'm like, "Yo, they don't have our salsa anymore." And she's like, "Well, they're typically they're they're oftentimes out." I'm like, "No, no, 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 they don't carry it anymore." And she's her eyes got all big, and I was like, "And that's why 
they have a pallet of it at the local uh, at, at our local grocery outlet because they stopped carrying it. And this is like the last pallet. So what did we do? The next day we go to fucking grocery outlet and we buy $75 worth of fucking salsa. <laughs> We bought like six cases of the shit. We bought them out. Take a picture before you get rid of it. It's that fucking good, huh? You better save one. (laughs) You come down? No, it's just boring salsa, but it's not. Obviously not. not. It's it's it's, it's, it ain't that boring. (laughs) Brian has seventy five dollars worth. Dude, Tony, he's hiding some shit. We need to get some ASAP. So we bought. He's not telling us. We bought like 50 jars of it. That's what we did on Father's Day. We bought $70 of fucking cheap generic salsa. <laughs> Love it. I feel like Laney's going to do that one day with uh, their pesto sauce. Uh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. She buys it in bulk like that. Like she'll okay. just like, cause they run out like one week. They didn't have it for the whole week and she was freaking out. We were going to other Winco's to buy it. Yeah. She keeps like three, four of them in stock in the fridge. But one of these days, yeah, they're going to stop carrying it. She's going to, she'll be on the news. Yeah. So well, happy yeah. Father's Day, indeed, yeah, right? happy Father's Day. Yeah, man, I got all, I got all my salsa. Get your salsa <laughs> in. <laughs> oh shit! But other than that, we just went for a walk and dumped on and off at the community college, and uh, yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? You want to go to speed? You want me to go? Uh, go ahead. All right. So yeah, I just um. I said, yeah, we just chilled all day until we had to go to the movies. Um, but before that, on Saturday, I went to uh, Burbank again for Dark Delicacies. They had a signing for the new Lionheart Blu-ray. The director was there, Harrison Page. Um, a couple of the actors that were the fighters. Everyone but Van Damme. <laughs> but it was cool. They did a Q&A and a Blu-ray signing. So that was the first. And um, it was kind of cool just sitting there listening to stories, talking about how, you know, how um, Michelle Casey, they got to play Tong Po. Him and Van Damme been friends since they were little. They've been training forever so long. So when they do their fight scenes, they just know each other really well. That's why it comes off so good in the movies. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just it was cool just like seeing all the other fans of like action drama. Like the guy that helped run it uh, was running a site called Damaged Goods. It was all action film oriented. So like he, he loves this stuff too, you know what I mean? So like anyone that grew up watching action movies, this was just like right up their alley. So everyone listening to stories were like, because the one part of the director was like, is this boring, you guys? It's kind of boring. And the guy was like, no, 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 this is interesting. We'll just keep going. This is great, you know? And this movie watched uh, so many times, but to hear some behind-the-scenes stuff, it's really neat. Um, Sandra Bullock was almost casted. Scarlett Johansson's little girl was almost casted. Oh, so, yeah, so hearing little cool things like that was cool. And then the signing went well. And then it was just an overall fun fun time and got to make contacts. And then uh, we told them that um, that we do a YouTube video because all three of us that were there were filming it. And then... uh he was like, yeah, you know, I want to do something, a video, send me a trailer to his uh, movie he's working on. I think it came out in 2014, or he finally finished it, but he directed it and started it, and he played his twins. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, he kept in touch with me, and we've been chatting back and forth late. late. I was like, what the fuck? Was kind of, what 
what, what world am I in? What is this? Like I'm texting mm. these fucking Tong Po. This is crazy. Mm, so cool. hopefully, so yeah. So for this Saturday, I can get an interview with him. He's doing a radio interview already, but I thought I could do one after that. You know, not that same day, but just some time. You know, we can do a hangout. We can all talk to him. But he's like, "How about you guys come? How about you come down?" I'm like, "Okay." So hopefully, MCP and his teeth don't get. They don't don't fuck with him that much. He can go with me too, um, just to hold on the BBPC and just get a nice little interview with him. You know, be cool. Every- so yeah he's totally generous and totally nice and kind so i think he's he's, he's a wonderful dude so i think it'd be cool um like i said then you know finished father's day with incredibles too and then i got home started watching mine in the bank but i was falling asleep it was really late after we did that candy challenge um but yeah it was a chill father's day was really chill like i said amy got me breakfast in the morning kind of just let me i was editing my video and um, just kind of chilled, you know. They were like, "All right, just whatever you want, Dad. Whatever you want to do." I'm like, "This is this is nice, you know." I know. I love the <laughs> so um, you know, but um, yeah. So that was that's pretty much it. So yeah. What about you, I'm Hello. Here again. Uh, let's see. Uh, it was pretty chill uh, Friday because um, Saturday I went on a um brewery tour with uh with the gym with the the gym hosted they rented a bus and there was about maybe 15 of us got on the bus and drove us around to four breweries up here in north county went to latitude 33 pizza port uh burgeon and then wild barrel um, and I invited, uh, my buddy from work, Ryan, he's, he's my drinking buddy. He's the one who I'm, I'm always trying to keep up with and he's, he's failing to keep up with, um, normally. Well, I'm, I think, I've, I think we've heard of this guy before. Yeah. 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 He's the guy that he drinks like 30 shots and I'm passed out at, you know, a third of that. But, uh, but it was cool. Yeah, we just, we, we just, man would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, first, first place we went to latitude 33, they let me, they let you do a flight of six. I'm like, fuck yeah. So I got a flight of six and I went to the table and I noticed that everyone was sharing their flight of six. I'm like, fuck, I got this for me. (laughs) I'm, I'm going to drink all this shit. Um, six, what? Six pints, six little tasters. Oh, okay. That that's nothing crazy. Yeah. So four ounces, I guess. Oh, okay. I think it's just half, or maybe it's like so, two or three. No, it's, I think awesome. it was four. Um, well, you know. So still, it's substantial. So yeah. I had maybe yeah, three drinks worth in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but luckily, I didn't like the uh, the lighter beers, like the IPAs, and uh, I'm I'm more of a stout. Yeah, so I, I drank the stout and the uh, the porter. Um, and it, you know, just getting along with everybody, and then, uh, but I did I did drink. Like two of my tasters, uh, the, and then, so I ended up drinking four of my tasters total, um, just hanging around talking. And at one point, I'm the only one, I'm the only motherfucker who spilled his drink. <laughs> like, mm. I was like, yeah, all right, let's go. Good thing it was right at the end. And it almost seemed like nobody noticed. So I was like, who cares? Let's go. Let's get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> we go. <laughs> Uh, so I mean, and that was like the only real interesting thing that happened for the rest of the rest of the brew tour is pretty, pretty normal, you know, pretty standard going around. I only drank one beer at every other place. Um, afterwards, after the, after the tour, 
we went to Indian Joe, another brewery, and I was just uh, Ryan and I. We've been wanting to go to that place for a while, so we just went over there, had a drink there, got the hiccups, did, started freaking out because I couldn't get in my get rid of my hiccups. Uh, but that's you know par for the course for me was drinking. So um, then we then we uh, went home, invited all our friends over, uh, you know, played with the turtles and just just hung out. It was, it was pretty damn chill. Um, now, for, can I can I interrupt? How no. do you play with said <laughs> turtles? We kind of like Ninja Turtles. We, you know, sewer so playset pizza parlor. We just kind of make them chase our finger and then throw food in there, type thing. Oh, that's, okay. Yeah, that's how we play. Okay. You ain't gonna fuck these turtles, are you? Oh come on, Jesus! <laughs> I'll make turtle soup out of yous. Yeah, and just a little, little, little salt, little, uh, little some salsa, you know, some winter <laughs> salsa. <laughs> there you go. I got, it. I got you covered on that <laughs> one, buddy boy. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So uh, Father's Day, um, it was pretty chill. That, it was a, it was a pretty chill weekend. Um, went to Texas Roadhouse, you know, got some real good steak. Um, I got my dad a uh, a do it yourself memoir book so like it's just a book filled with a bunch of question quest questions <laughs> i oh, saw the words fridge all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> got a couple i had the uh i had the word stanchion on my screen and i oh. read it as i was talking <laughs> and i just questions <laughs> uh, that, was, that was great it's it's my bedtime man um oh, <laughs> Uh, oh, that's fucking great. But uh, yeah, so that that was it. I have no idea if he's actually going to use it or not. He acted as if it was cool. I thought it was cool, but who knows? Oh man, sounds cool. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it's, if he actually French. <laughs> yeah, that's his problem. He's like, I don't know how to read French. Exactly. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Nothing too crazy. Right. Tomorrow I am gonna get my teeth ripped out of my oh, face. Boy. Here we go. So what's the story with that? I'm, I'm uh, my wisdom teeth have been impacted. Like they <sighs> they grew in sideways, and so I've always denied every dentist that's tried to rip them out. Cause I'm like, no, they're not bothering me. Fuck off. I'm right there with you. My wife literally scheduled my teeth to get pulled in January. My there wisdom teeth. Yeah. So oh. the doctor finally convinced me by saying, dude you're old and it's only going to get worse. Like you're, yeah. you're as you age, your body doesn't recover as well. So the more you wait, the worse it's going to get. Mm. So I said, fine, take them, take them. So tomorrow, um, but because they're growing in sideways, I had my bottom wisdom teeth taken out a few years ago and mm. the motherfucker was, he put his foot, on my like on my seat like on the on the table that I was laying on, he put his foot up there to yank the thing out of my out of my no, head. That was to dip his balls in your mouth. <laughs> He's like a little anesthetic. <laughs> That's how all the doctors do. <laughs> but seriously, like Lainey was there. She said it was horrific to watch him like yank my head around, and it's like. Yeah. So it's like she's like, no wonder your your face hurt for a week. 
so we'll see what happens this time around. They won't. She's not allowed in the room this time. She she won't know. But they are putting me under. Um, so it's a general anesthetic anesthesia. Um, so I'll be I'll be t- pretty stupid afterwards. She'll she'll be picking me up. But it's going to be I, pain management after that. I got um. <clears throat> I never had my teeth cleaned properly, and uh, I never had insurance, so that was kind of part of it. Mm. But uh, long story short, uh, I had to have fuck. I can't even think of the name. There's like a name for like deep cleaning where they you go in and have a quarter of your mouth where they numb the Ooh. that quarter that quadrant. Yeah. And um, what is was it a laser? They, say what was it a laser? No, no. Not she not used a uh, she used one of those like vibrating. And then she just start just yank, just scraping the shit. <laughs> but they, they just focus on a quarter of your mouth at a time for an hour at a time. So just holding your mouth open for an hour. And then I got my mouth all numbed up, which feels fucking weird. And, you know, they're literally like shooting needles in your gums, which is fucking weird. But fortunately, it didn't hurt the needles, at least, because I already give you a local. But long story short, um, it's like the same thing, man. She is like yanking on my mm. fucking head, and I'm like, you, "You are you trying to pull my teeth? Or are you just trying to clean my teeth? Like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing over here?" <laughs> like, Jeez. so it's because yeah, man, don't fuck with your teeth. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, wait so long. <laughs> yeah, I was. It was. Yeah, I was negligent. Luckily, I don't have any cavities. That's um, good. But I have all my wisdom teeth. And um, um, but, but the weird thing with Tony though, his teeth came in straight though, so they don't look like a problem. No, my my normal yeah. teeth came in straight. My wisdom teeth came in sideways. Yeesh. That's wild. <laughs> in order to get those straight, like your wisdom teeth, like hey man, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like these these are my dumb teeth, man. They came in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wish oh, my man. dumb teeth came in straight and my wisdom <laughs> teeth came in crooked. There you go. That's the perfect way to end it because I've already. Yeah. 12.30. Yep, it's Great show. Episode 409. Use it to clean your oven, your bike. Read, read, you fucked it up. Man, you read, you fucked it up, apparently. So, everyone, you know, it's anyone's ball game, like you said. <laughs> yeah, basically. Right. Oh, man. So, episode 410, we'll see. We'll see. We've got a uh, creep and adjustment bureau coming at you next week. So tune in for those. And uh, hopefully, uh, great interview with Michelle Kissy this Saturday so we'll probably make, we'll post that maybe Facebook Live on our Bad Boys podcast page so that'd be, that'd be cool um, so tune in tune in live you can ask questions write them in there so that'd be great um, so I think other than that yeah happy Father's Day for, again for those Late, all those out yeah. there yep and uh, but your boy Father's Day we ride together Harley we die together we get our teeth pulled together <laughs> <laughs> be Bad Boys for life